Welcome to Hour 2 of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment like music news. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. Hey. What up, Donna? Hey, what up, Steve? Uh... <laughs> sounded weird. I saw a list the other day. It's still early January. People still looking back on the year that was in the world of music. And uh, it was a list of, on Variety, the best concerts of 2023. Okay. So, obviously, we start with Taylor Swift and the Eras Tour. Sure. It's gangbusters. It's made a gazillion dollars. Everybody loves it. But one thing that they made me think about, so many people who have gone to the Taylor Swift Eras concert, they experienced it in some form before they went there on social media. I remember the first night of the tour, I went on TikTok, and I believe she she was at Glendale, Arizona. This was back in March, and people were live streaming from their random seat in this stadium, the Taylor Swift tour, because nobody knew at that point what it was going to be. And they were mentioning that the best tour, the best concert of 2023 was specifically Taylor Swift in Glendale back in March because that stadium full of people are the only people on planet Earth, essentially, who had no idea what was about to happen. They didn't know how long she was going to perform. Oh, sure, yeah. They didn't yeah, yeah. know how many outfits. They didn't know how many songs she would go through. They knew nothing. But immediately after that, clips of it were circulated on social media. And so those lucky folks in Glendale, Arizona, are essentially the people that had the best individual concert experience on planet Earth sure. in 2023. What say you? Uh, that makes sense. I mean, that was the first time that I think we saw her dive into the stage. Yeah, the water scene. Right. And so then people going to the next show could anticipate that. Yeah, I think social media, you know, word of mouth is one thing. Social media, you got to stay off it if you don't want to know, you know, what's coming. For sure, especially on the night of a uh, season finale or a series finale of a TV show. Exactly. Back away. But you know what the problem is? You, by muscle memory, go to Twitter or you yes, go you to do. Instagram. Yes, and it's, you you're not seeking them out, but they're lurking all over the Internet. You're right. You're right, Steve. Let's be careful out there. Okay. They say uh, one of the other best concerts of 2023. Let's guess. <sighs> okay. See if you can guess. Beyonce. Beyonce, yes, but they actually say on this list on Variety, the film of her Renaissance tour. Oh. Was the best. And why they say that is comparing her to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift had a handful of outfits. Each outfit was sort of a, you know, each next city was a variation of the same kind of an outfit. She had sort of a uniform. Whereas Beyonce had all sorts of different outfit changes. And each night it was kind of like a different wardrobe was introduced for that city. Oh, sure. So they say that the, the, the theater concert film of mm-hmm. Beyonce's Renaissance tour is superior, particularly if you're into really cool clothing, 
because, and they say it takes a little getting used to, but in an individual song, you'll see Beyonce go from one outfit to uh, verse number two. She's got a different outfit on. Now they cut back to the wide shot. Third outfit is on. Is it because of the editing from various shows? That is correct. But they also intentionally wanted to show the breadth of her wardrobe. Got it. We call that That's a sentence I've never said before. I'll never say that again. Okay. <laughs> Breath of her wardrobe. I got one. All right. And this, again, is one that was absolutely ruined by social media. The first Sphere concert with U2. You are exactly yes, right, Mike. Mike. That made the list. U2 at the Sphere happened in Las Vegas. The, uh, the date was September 29th. And it was amazing. I mean, people were... To Mike's point, posting all about it on social media that night. And I'll tell you what, even looking at images of the sphere through my five-inch phone was pretty overwhelming. Yeah, it looks cool. What am I seeing? I love that thing. Just how they use it as, you know, landscaping. Yes. You know, for the city. It is such a brilliant idea. It is. It appears to be such a crystal clear display. Wonder like, how, how often they, they got clean it. A two hundred foot giant ball looking right. clearer <laughs> than my sixty five inch TV. Right. What sort of technology? Wonder how much it cost. It's got two be. billion. Was it really? I'm wow. pretty sure it was two billion. I mean, and to turn it into a basketball when there's, you know, I don't know if it was like NBA events or yeah, NCAA. the All Star Game was out there. I think. I mean, like that. it's just. So cool. Yeah, that is very cool. The uh, play-in tournament. Yeah, they, they a lot of fun stuff that they've been able to do with that. And the, if there's any one city that it would work in, obviously, it's Vegas. But remember, there was, I think, a London mayor who recently yeah. shut down a plan to build a sphere because they were like, we ain't Vegas, guys, because they're a sphere, a big, bright ball. Though it stands out, you can argue that it is a part of the aesthetic in Vegas, which is bright lights Mm -hmm. and just coming at you, never dark. That's true. Because if you're just putting it like in Minneapolis, you know what I mean? It would be like, (laughs) wow, that's really bright. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's one you won't guess and much less of a spectacle, but Variety says one of the best concerts of 2023 was Elvis Costello in 100 Songs and More. This was at the Gramercy Theater in New York all the way back in February 2023. I do love me some Elvis. He did a little, uh, geez, almost two-week stint there at the Gramercy Theater. I don't think I could name one Elvis Costello song. Sorry? I'm not sorry. You'd recognize his voice. It's just such a great voice. Willie Nelson and Friends at Long Story Short. That was Willie turning 90, which happened at the Hollywood Bowl back in April. Oh, my gosh. They just aired this recently. It was I was texting all my friends just going, are you watching this? This is absolutely incredible. Anybody who is anybody was there. Dave Matthews Band, Snoop Dogg. I mean, Sheryl Crow. What's your uh, George Strait? I, yeah, well, you were like Dave Matthews, Stoop Dog. You were starting with just like his pot buddies. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if Cheryl Crow tokes or not. I don't know. I don't know. SZA. SZA. At the Forum in Inglewood. This happened in March. They say it was one of the best concerts of 2023. I see SZA floating on what appears to be a dinghy. Hmm. Hmm. Is that a dinghy? 
You know what a dinghy is, Donna? Yes, I do. It's a thing in the water that, like, bobs. No. No, no, no. It's on the end of the boat. It's a, a dinghy is something you take off of a larger boat, right? I think it's a small, like a boat, like a little rescue boat. Correct. Hop into the dinghy. The boat's on fire. Right. You're thinking of a buoy. At first, I was thinking of a baba buoy. Yeah, buoy. But dinghy is like the Titanic. People were getting into dinghies. Thank you. And with that, this music segment comes to a merciful close. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, when we come back. A merciful close. Couple things about food. We're all big fans of food. I love food. Don, I know you're pre-diabetic. Thank you for your bravery. Uh, But we do have a story about sugar coming up next. And then a story about pineapple. There's a town in Italy that is amidst controversy embracing the pineapple. We'll get into those when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant and a message about how social media posts can be used against you in a personal injury case. This is what I've learned. It's, it's probably the last thing you're thinking about after something like an accident. But, you know, let's face it, these days, it's just normal to post about things that happen to you, whether they're good or bad. But here's what I learned from Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. Insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you truly deserve. They're trying to minimize your, um, you know, your, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? They're trying to minimize Uh, What you get at the end of a settlement. A settlement, thank you. And your social media post can be twisted. It can be taken out of context. And that includes both words and pictures. The thing is, you've only got one shot at winning your injury claim. So be really careful with your post. And if you've been in an accident that results in injury, uh, schedule a free consultation with Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com Good morning. We're back. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. It is time for us to pull over on the side of the road and get a little bite to eat. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy! Reese's just launched a brand new shape. A brand new what? Shape. Shape? Or shake? Shape. Like, shape of you. I knew you were going to say that. Or a circle is a shape. You want to see who can name the most shapes real quick? 
We'll go tat tat, rat tat tat, back and forth. Sure. Mike, you judge. Whoever can't name one last loses. Rhombus. Circle. Triangle. Rectangle. Square. You lose. (laughs) (laughs) Donna. What do you do? Give a guy a time to think. Oval. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got now? I got nothing. Foot. You're not even a hexagon? All right, hexagon. Did you say foot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reese has just launched a brand new shape for a limited time. And it's their first time doing a limited release, I believe, where the shape does not coincide with a specific holiday. I see. Okay. And I'm going to say something about these shaped creations that they've made. Okay. I'm going to say something mean, then I'm going to say something nice, but first I'll tell you the shape. Okay. They are launching... A new peanut shape. And this peanut shape, Reese's, has the outline. Imagine, I mean, this isn't too far from their Christmas trees, right? Those things came out looking all wonka-doodle. This is just like like Fudgy the Whale at Carvel. Flip them over, he becomes the Santa Claus mold. They're like, what else could this mm-hmm. tree sure. turn into? So they say it is shaped like a peanut, and then imagine the chocolate coating now has a peanut-like grid on it, almost as if you carved out with a needle so that you're revealing some of the peanut filling inside. So it looks kind of like the, you know, kind of like the, the, the grid shape of a peanut or, or the pattern. You know, it's kind of like lines running across, lines running up and down. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I just posted it as well if people want to look at what Steve's talking about. Okay. So it's up on the show links page. Oh my Thank God, you, Mike. It's terrible. And uh, they look so dumb. It's been spotted at Walmart. They don't know if it's exclusive just yet, but if you want to take a peek, you can look at a Walmart. I just want to say this now about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup people. Everything that isn't a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is garbage that you have given to us. It is terrible. And it's it's strange because the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, which I have really come to develop an affinity for. I really do like it. It used to top all the Halloween candy lists, and I was like, this is so stupid. This is, now that I'm older, I really appreciate it. But there is something about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, as in the, not the little tiny ones that you pull out of the gold wrapping, but the ones that come in the orange. I really like it. But when they do these Christmas trees, or the pumpkins, or this peanut blob, there's something different about the consistency of the chocolate, where it is not, as hard, like when you eat a Reese's, you crack into the chocolate. You know what I'm saying? And then you get to that peanut butter filling. All of these other ones, the chocolate consistency is much mushier, much softer. Furthermore, they actually use a different type of sweetener in those. Because Dawn has said that if you are gluten-free... Yeah. You cannot eat, or if you have a gluten intolerance or whatever the case, you cannot eat the ones that have shapes because of the different sugar sweetener oh, that they use. Whereas the normal ones that you're talking about, you can bite into and eat. I'm starting to wonder mm. if these peanut shapes even have that peanut thing that I'm talking about. Because looking at the wrapper... I can't find it. i got to go on to our Donna, Just click on the link, would you I'm please? on the link. No, All just I see scroll is skeletons. Down. Oh, I see it now. Oh, sorry. I did click on the link. That's not what came up initially, I swear. Anyway, (laughs) you see that little peanut outline? Look at the wrapper. It says decorating suggestion. What does that mean? 
decorated. I think that means that those do not come out with that peanut grid, but they're saying you can do that with a knife if you want to. Oh. False advertising. That's dumb. Anyway, get rid of these shapes. They're garbage. Just bring us more of the cups. And by the way, the Mm. deeper cups, you know, the little individual ones that often are out during the holidays, those are garbage, too. Okay. Can I say something? Because you're, you're kind of like contradiction guy. All right. And here's why. You're all about change and growth and, you know, I'm all about status quo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that That doesn't get you anywhere. Right. As a company, they have to continue to grow and come up with new ideas. So you're kind of shaming them for doing what is really your life's mantra. But I would push back and say that they're actually providing us with a sub-quality product than what we're used to. So that would be like saying, Steve, you always said you think people should change, so I put on 20 pounds this year. Not all change is good change. Okay. All right. I like that. That's okay. clever. And then this decorating suggestion, that's bull crap. That is bull crap. I agree with that. Oh, my gosh. What a lie that is. I take Reese's to court. How do we sue somebody, Donna? I'm not sure. <sighs> Got to get to the courthouse. Wow. In other food news, very There's briefly. a little town in Italy that has a, uh, a pizzeria. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, there's a pizzeria owner named Gino Sorbillo. Sorbillo. I think I went to high school with him. Donna. All right, fine. Anyways, he is introducing a pineapple pizza, which has long been uh, abhorred in in Italy in particular. Yeah. Oh, they they in Italy they want to keep everything basic, basic like in its natural state. What is a pure pizza? Uh, this is in Naples too which is like a very well-respected pizza place within a well-respected pizza country that is Italy. But he says he's doing this pineapple pizza to combat food prejudice. And it annoys him when people, quote, follow the crowd and condition themselves according to other people's views, meaning, oh, yeah, we're supposed to hate pineapple pizza because I've heard so many people say that they hate pineapple on pizza. What he is selling is not what we here in America would call a Hawaiian pizza. His has three types of cheese. The pineapple is cooked twice to give it a caramelized taste. Mm. I like that. I like that. And the biggest difference is it's a white pizza with no tomato sauce. I'm not as into that. You might be surprised, though, because the pickle pizza, which is is amazing, is a white pizza. I had bad white pizza in school growing up. Oh. I'm so sorry. Left a bad taste in my mouth. So sorry. Pizza pizza. Pizza pizza. Pizza pizza. Piece of pizza. Piece of pizza. We're going to play a game. It's the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. We'll play it when we come back. One of you can play, too. 651-641-1071. It's game time next on My Talk. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Hi, it's Donna Valentine for Energy Savers Fireplaces. Create your own private retreat of warmth and comfort and relaxation with a clean burning energy efficient low pie fireplace insert or stove. You guys, you could design the fire of your dreams online with low pies. Uh, design my fire tool. Your low pie fireplace leaders are my pals, Laura and Anna, and their team at Energy Savers Fireplaces. They are the highest rated five star review fireplace store in the area. They're a full service fireplace store where no project is too big or too small. Also, they offer free in home estimates. If you're thinking about a fireplace, or maybe you're just right now, you're dreaming of one. Here's what you should do. Go to energysaversfireplaces.com or stop by their showroom. They are your complete fireplace store. Family owned and operated since 1976. They're located just off Highway 36 in Oakdale. Energy Savers Fireplaces. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I am on a roll. Woo! And by that, I mean a losing streak. It's time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Well, let's see if we can put that uh, losing streak to an end. It is just 2-0 the score. Steve has the lead. And uh, today, this might favor Donna, considering a couple weeks ago, Steve found out that Mariah Carey was uh, dating a guy named Brian Tanaka, and then they ended the relationship. And that's the first time he learned of those two people, Mm. and they've been together for seven years. That was a roller coaster of a day. Now I bring that up because uh, back in 2004 today, 20 years ago today, an individual by the name of Britney Spears decided to go have a fun night on the town with her childhood buddy Jason Alexander in Las Vegas. Mm. And next thing you know, they're hitched. They got married. Yeah. 55 hours later, they got divorced. Mm, Well, not quite. It just got annulled. But uh, today we're going to be talking about quick marriages. Oh. Some of Hollywood's quickest marriage, some of pop culture's quickest marriages. That is going to be our theme today. And if I heard correct, oh, by the way, we've been just having the phones blow up every time we played the College of Pop Culture Knowledge this year. But we continually get our favorites, our regulars. Alan Day 1, Steve Stillwater, Steve Day 2. And uh, I believe, if I heard correct, Birthday Boy our buddy daniel the painter oh daniel, daniel happy birthday welcome back how have you uh have you rematriculated back to canadian life after your holiday trip down here to the states yeah it was uh i couldn't wait to get back to work actually because in my line of work uh, this time of year is very scarce so my my buddy who i work for uh has work so we are very happy and it's good to be back and uh we did miss you guys a lot Aww. You're so yeah. sweet. How was the Vikings game? Oh, it was <laughs> it was fantastic. Wasn't, isn't that, that stadium great? It was, it was incredible. And I want to thank Grant again for hooking us up with these tickets. And yes, we had to pay for them, but it was uh, he just he, he came through for us, and uh, couldn't thank him enough. Aw. Oh, awesome. We'll pass it on. We'll pass it yeah, on. Yeah, it looked for like sure. a really great trip. I followed along on Instagram. Oh, it looked like a very fun trip. I forget, guys. That's yeah. Natalia Grace show. So her brother. Jacob, he goes to university five minutes down the road from us. Who did yeah. you say? Natalia Grace's brother, Jacob. Oh, wow. Oh, and we're like, we're, yes. We're, 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 we're watching this, and we're, Beck and I looked at each other and went, 
That's right, because the, the mom and the boys moved to Canada. If you don't know what we're yeah. talking about, we're talking yeah. about the curious case of Natalia Grace, which is on uh, ID, Oxygen, HBO Max. Donna, five minutes from down the road. That is crazy. I know. Like, go, go paint for him. <laughs> get some, get us some, some good stuff. Some yeah, the dirt. kid is brilliant. He was like fourteen years old, oh. going for his like masters or PhD or something. Yeah, I think he's a little older now, but yeah, at the time he was like the, one of the youngest in the world. And um, the, the the institute he's in in Canada here is uh, well, Stephen Hawking had an office at this place, so that's how prestigious it is. is it is. Wow. Okay. Oh. Let's All get right. on with the game. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. Well, with that, it's time for you to decide who you would like to team up with, Daniel. It is Donna or Steve. Uh, these are short-lived relationships. I'm going with Donna. I needed some help All here. Right. All right. Bye now. All, All right, right. Steve, you're going on hold. Uh, excuse me. Steve's going to step aside. It is uh, Daniel going on hold, and we are going to play again. We're talking quick marriages in pop culture. Donna. Okay. You ready to give it a whirl? I'm going to try. Let's do it again. We're celebrating the 20th anniversary of when Britney Spears was married for 55 hours to her childhood friend, Jason Alexander. Uh, we'll start with this one. Maybe only second fiddle to Britney. This actor's marriage to Erica Koike only lasted four days. That's 103 days shorter than his marriage to Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, that is mm, not Michael Jackson. That is uh, Nicolas Cage. Long before this actor was tied to Renee Zellweger or Zoe Saldana, Suki Waterhouse, Irina Shayk, or now Bella Hadid, he married NCIS star Jennifer Esposito for 122 days. Bradley Cooper? In 1998, after a Vegas bender, David Robbins, David, excuse me, Dennis Rodman, and this actor, singer, and actress enjoyed a four-month marriage. Carmen Electra? Anything you'd like repeated? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure about the second one. I stumbled, the first one. I stumbled through the questions, but you uh, gave us three answers. We'll see how uh, our buddy Daniel the Painter thought. Uh, how'd you think she did there, Daniel? Uh, what was the... Uh, I don't... Oh, God. She probably did well, but I can you read the questions again? Yeah, the first one, uh, she said, uh, maybe only second fiddle to Britney. This actor's marriage to Erica Koike only lasted four days. That's 103 days shorter than his marriage to Lisa Marie Presley. She said uh, Nick Cage. Yes. All right. Long before this actor was tied to Renee Zellweger, also Zoe Saldana, Suki Waterhouse, Irina Shayk, and now Bella Hadid. He married NCIS star Jennifer Esposito for 122 days. She said Bradley Cooper. Yeah, wow, I didn't know. Yeah, Brad, let's go with Bradley Cooper. Mm. That makes sense now. And in 1998, after a Vegas bender, Dennis Rodman and this model slash actress slash singer enjoyed a four-month marriage. She said Carmen Electra. Oh, clean sweep, Donna, let's go. I don't know about number two, but okay. I think you're good. I think you're good. Okay, let's uh, bring What's-His-Face back. Let's go ahead and bring Steve back in here. Hey, Steve. All right, hang on. Hey, all right, Steve's getting situated. Okay. Ready? Again, quick marriages in pop culture, Steve. That's a pretty quick quiz. Huh. Felt quick. Was it yeah. not quick? It was quick. It was yeah, pretty quick. It was quickish. Yeah. You feel pretty good, don't you, Donna? I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I really, I'm not. I'm not sure. All right, let's let's get it started. Uh, again, we're celebrating 20 years uh, since uh, Brittany and Jason, Jennifer, or excuse me, Jason Alexander got married, and then an old 55 hours later. Let's start with this one here. Maybe only second fiddle to Brittany. This actor's marriage to Erica Koike only lasted four days. That's 103 days shorter than his marriage to Lisa Marie Presley. Michael Jackson. 
Uh, long before this actor was tied to Renee Zellweger or Zoe Saldana, Suki Waterhouse, Irina Shayk, and now Bella Hadid, he married NCIS star Jennifer Esposito for 122 days. Uh, pass. 1998, after a Vegas bender, Dennis Rodman and this model slash actor slash singer enjoyed a four-month marriage. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Carmen Electra. Go to the second one. Second one is uh, married NCIS star Jennifer Esposito for 122 days. Uh, this was prior to being tied to Renee Zellweger, Zoe Saldana, Suki Waterhouse, Irina Shake, and Bella Hadid. That man. That man. All right. All right. See how All right, that shakes Let's do it. Talking quick marriages here. Let's start with the the third one. In 1998, after a Vegas bender, Dennis Rodman and this model slash actress slash singer enjoyed a four-month marriage. You both knew that was Carmen Electra. Wow. You don't hear her name much anymore. No, you really don't. You really don't. Also, I learned a bunch about Carmen Electra, including the fact that she got her singing career thanks to Prince and was in Minneapolis. I did not know that part. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. He's his type. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, number one. Maybe only second fiddle to, so by the way, it's 1-1, one, one, our score. Maybe only second fiddle to uh, Brittany. This actor's marriage to Erica Koike only lasted four days. That's 103 days shorter than his marriage to Lisa Marie Presley. Donna said, not Michael Jackson, and then came up with Nick Cage. And it was Steve who said Michael Jackson. The correct answer is indeed Nicholas Cage. Nicely yeah. done, Donna. Oh, good, Donna. And uh, because you didn't give an answer for the second one, that's going to lock up the victory for you. But guess what? You also got the second one correct. Long before this actor was tied to Renee Zellweger, Zoe Saldana, Suki Waterhouse, Irina Shayk, and now Bella Hadid, Bradley Cooper did indeed oh, marry Jennifer Esposito played. for 122 days. Woo! A clean sweep for Donna and a win for Daniel. Yes, wow. Daniel. Awesome, Donna. We did it. All right, Donna, you're on the board. Thank you. Good hey, job. Going back to, going back to uh, Hawaiian pizza here. It's, oh, a Canadian yeah. invention. it's a Canadian invention, and it's great with sriracha on it. Oh. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I could see that working. Okay. Not, a, not a lot of sriracha, just a little dollop here and there, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Good to know. Thank you, Daniel. Now we know. All right, no stay worries. on the line. Mike will get your uh, paintbrush size. We'll get you that my top paintbrush. <laughs> It'll be great. That's okay. cute. All right. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, by the way, Donna, I do not know who Jennifer Esposito is, to my knowledge. Not by name. Uh, you might know her if you saw her. She's very beautiful. Okay. I'll look her up. Jennifer Esposito. Okay. Um, oh, she's very pretty. Um, okay, I f- sure, she's in NCIS, you say, huh? Well, that's what uh, my information told me. Yeah, yeah yep, I, she I was, yeah. yeah. Uh, 24 episodes from nineteen or from 2016 to 17. She's been in a bunch of movies. A bunch of movies, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's in The Boys. That's that one big show that everyone's loving right now. Oh. You guys want to do a quick tiebreaker? Absolutely. She's in Blue Bloods as well. Yeah, she's a CBS lady. There you go. All right, here is the tiebreaker. Fortunately for this entertainer, her current marriage has passed the one-year mark. Two out of three of her previous marriages did not. The one to Ojani Noah only lasted 313 days. Yep. Jennifer Lopez. And the one to Chris Judd was just 218 days. That is indeed Jennifer Lopez. Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah. On Donna's wheelhouse right there. No Quick celebrity no. marriages. Wow. Thank you. In a real blind spot for Stevie Boy. <laughs> yeah, I but... hardly know about these marriages when they've lasted for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because a lot of um, 
voices that you recognize when we play that game. They're of people who really aren't on my radar a lot of times. Like, I, I don't know anything about Marv, the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the DC Universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, boy movies. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we're out of time. Okay, how about this? After the break, I do want to share something. Okay. I have a good tip, and this is going to pertain to Donna, because Donna's been working on the book Flowers of the Killer Moon, Killers of the Flower Moon, whatever. For a year. For a long time, for like five or six months now. And there is an author who, I don't know if you know of this rule, that she said, here is the specific page number, where if you get to this page, you need to make a determination what you care about in this book. And if you don't care about the right things, she says it's time to go to the last page. I'll tell you about that. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. I talk keyword. Hello, Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. You reading anything right now? No, but I'm really, uh, I'm about to. The New Year's when I really start. I was at a bookstore. In Chicago Midway Airport, which is a little nicer than it was a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. And they had a nice little, uh, cute little bookstore. Almost like a bookstore in the round, kind of, how they had it set up. sweet. It was cute. And I really wanted to find something, but I never did. So I played Temple Run 2 on my phone. The only time I play games on my phone is when I'm on a flight. Oh, interesting. And I don't because I never know how to get the Wi-Fi. Yeah, some of the games you don't need Wi-Fi. They just, the game downloads onto your phone. So like Temple Run, you don't need it. Oh, I see. You ever played Temple Run? I never have. I'd love to watch you play that. (laughs) Something tells me that you're, that your motor skills in a game like that would be, it would be fun to see what they do. How dare you? (laughs) That could have been a compliment. Like we've never seen someone move this fast. (laughs) I like that could have been, but it wasn't. I like word games. So I play a game called Stop, which is like the game. What's the game that you roll the dice and there's a letter and then you have categories? Categories. Categories. So it's like categories. I play against oh, yeah. people and then I play um, Word Us, Word US, which is Wordle. Okay. Basically. And then the other one I play, it just word games. You I know? have a fun game for you then. Word Let's escape. make this an official tipsy segment because I'm now going to give you two for the price of one. All right. Here we go. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. What? Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. And these both have to do with words. Okay. Uh, one is a game, one is advice for any of you who have started a new book and aren't exactly vibing with it. First, my sister-in-law, Nikki, brought a game over Christmas. And if you like categories, I think that you'll like this. The game is called Tapple. Tapple. T-A-P-P-L-E. Okay. And the game board is in the round, and there's every letter of the alphabet. And you would take a card, and you would turn over the card, and the card might say... Um, things at a restaurant or things you would find in your bedroom or movies. Okay. Then what you do is somebody starts the timer. There's a timer in the middle, and it's a 10-second timer each time. So if it was your turn, Donna, the the previous person would have hit the middle button, so now the timer is already going. That's how you know it's now your turn. And then you would say movies, and maybe you would say A, All the King's Men, and you would hit the A button that now goes down, 
Then you hit the middle button. Next person's turn. And you keep going around and around. And the further you get Like in you're the tapping round, out. You're like, my answer, tap. Yes. Okay. And then so now that letter is no longer available. So you're kind of stealing people's letters. Oh, do you have to go in order? You do. Absolutely. Okay. And that that's sort of the trick of it is sometimes you just get lucky if the person before you can't get it. They are out, then it becomes your turn. But by the time you get to the point where all of the letters are down, whoever's left goes into an overtime round, if needed. And in that overtime round, you now have to say two things using two different letters for each category. It's fun. The kids liked it. The adults liked it. And, you know, the kids were at a little bit of a disadvantage because, what's the best way to say this, how dumb they are when they're young. <laughs> um, but, uh, but still, they, it, was, it was a game that everybody could play together. I've also started making families, uh, my families on both sides. Now we've done these oaths where I make everyone raise their right hand before the game, especially when you have mixed company and littles, and they have to make an oath. I commit, I commit that I will not cry, that I will not cry, or stomp my feet and run off. Oh, my God, I love that. And then we try to remind them after they lose and get pouty, like, hey. Come on, you took an oath, remember. That is cute. All right, so Tapple, look into that game if you like categories. It's fun. If you are reading a book and you're not sure if you want to continue, have you heard of this rule of 50? This was created by a woman named Nancy Pearl, who is an American librarian. And she was fielding questions years ago, like 20 years ago, on a public radio show when a woman called in and explained that she wasn't enjoying the book she was reading. But Donna Ringabell mm-hmm. felt guilty about abandoning mm-hmm. said book. Yes. And Pearl said, it just came to me right then and there. She said, give the book 50 pages. And if at the bottom of page 50, all you care about is who the murderer is or who marries whom, just turn to the last page and stop reading. Years later... She offered an addendum to that rule of 50 and said, if you are over 50, what you should do is take your age and subtract it from 100. So that's your new stopping point. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. She said, the great thing is, when you're 100, you can literally judge a book by its cover. (laughs) (laughs) But this is her theory. If the only thing you care about is who the killer is or if those two get married, but you don't care about enough of the other nuance of the story that is keeping you interested, that's a good time to turn to the back. I, though, feel like with some books, all I care about is who did it. Am I stupid? Well, I think what she's saying is if you don't care about the characters. Okay. Like in a more detailed sense. And you're just like, just tell me who did it. Yes. That's all I want to know, but now I have to go through 200 more pages. You know, I'm kind of going through this right now with a TV show called The Curse with Emma Stone. And I we're on episode two. And I'm like, you get three episodes. And if I don't care about any of you after that, this show is mm, kicked off the island, as they say. Sure. It's interesting. Okay, so my number has now become 43. Okay, great. So I bet you're past that in Killers of the Flower Moon. I am. I'm I'm in the hundreds now. It's time to put it to bed. I no, look at let me show you my notes right now in the camera. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. I have to take notes. Wait, hold on. Hold okay. on. You're taking notes on the book, huh? Yeah, I have to. 
do? You don't have to do anything. Look at this. Like, wait. Okay, wait. Can okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I see it's but I get it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it there. Yeah. So what are you noting, Donna? Okay, so spoiler alert, everybody. If you haven't seen the movie, just earmuff it for a minute. Um, I have who was killed, who's married to who, who is the sister of who, who is the mom, also another person who's killed. And then I have this is so-and-so's husband. This guy is the uncle to Molly's husband. Um, the people who were poisoned, spoiler alert. Then I've got like, okay, this person, one month later, there was uh, another woman. Then there was this Joe Bates guy. Then there was Barney McBride goes to D.C. to ask for some, uh, you know, um, Why to are go you to legislature. I know that Be- I know what you're taking. Because the, when they reference them again, I don't have to go back five pages and go, who now? Because somebody might not be mentioned for like five or six pages, and then they'll be like, so then William Hale, and I'm like, who the hell is he now? I always feel like if you just keep reading, they'll context clue you right up. You'll, you'll get not back always. on track. Not always. Not everybody writes the same way. You know what I mean? Steve, there's a lot going on. Mike, back me up here because I know oh, you saw the movie. There's a lot happening, and there's 416 pages. So, yeah, if you're into the early hundreds, I'd say it's time to it's time to wrap it no, up. No, no, now I'm starting to get interested. No, there's, now I'm starting oh, you to are get like, interested. Okay, nice, you're turning around. But, yeah, it, there's a lot happening. Obviously, the movie was three hours and 30-some minutes. So there's a lot. There's a lot happening. I, I've done this before. Like, haven't you ever had to, like, write a report on something and go, wait, who is Sharon? I don't remember any Sharon. So when you sit down to read, you'll bring out this scratch piece of note. I just paper, keep it nearby. Yeah. And then you'll back reference it. Yeah. Especially if a few days go by when I haven't picked up the book. If you're reading it for hours a day, it's different than when you're reading Mo- it. Yeah, you put a it down. month goes by. Maybe not a month, but a Monday to a Thursday. And it's like, oh, man, who, what? Now I got to go back a few pages. Wow. Yeah. See, like you have very uh, obvious ADD. Mine is hidden. Okay. I am a closeted ADD person. (laughs) Rude, first of all. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. You know, Donna, I'm trying to appreciate our differences more. The old me, 2023 me, would have said, wow, another example of you taking something relatively straightforward and simple and finding a way to make it more laborious and difficult. But 2024, Steve says, okay. (laughs) You weren't going to say you do you, were you? Or were you? No, never. I can't. I mean. But that's how I'm going to still voice my frustrations with you is I'll say, here's what 2023 Steve would have said. Then I get to say it. But everyone processes things differently. Oh, I know. You know, we have to embrace our differences. And I thank you for that. We'll be back.